Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, another episode of The Real Deal with James. This is... An exciting time. I, I have a moment to connect finally with a band that I, I was not aware of. So um, this, this because I've been able to you know do a little research, kind of look at the past and whatnot. Obviously, hear the new single, um, and I'm excited. Uh, I, I like what I'm hearing. Uh, I think that is definitely far from the norm. Uh, you know, definitely something that is. I won't say that I didn't expect it, but it's just something different, though. You know, you 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 listen to a lot of music nowadays, and you kind of feel like you're hearing a lot of the same thing. And I, I feel like you're somebody that is definitely in their own lane. But before I even get into all of that, I want to everybody that is watching this. So this is, if I'm saying this right, this is uh, you're you're the leader of Sid West and the PK Band. You're exactly right, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So uh first of first of all, tell me who, who all is, you know, who who who's included in the in the band in the group. Well, I have a, a band of four different singers, okay. uh of which you know I've been around all my life. Uh, I have a band of horn players, drummers, keyboard players, you, you name it, we pretty much have it. But uh it's all, all together, it's about nine of us and probably going to grow a little bit more as we go into doing what we're doing with our project. Okay, okay. Um, I like how you say I've been around all my life because <laughs> you know, as, I think yeah. as, people, as people start to listen to you and they get to know, you know, obviously you and the band, I think there can easily be that misconception that you're brand new and, you know, that, mm-hmm. that you're new this, but... I know that you've definitely been out there like like music has been, you know, a, a part of your foundation for kind of your entire life. So kind of yeah. take me back to. I want to say the beginning, I mean, kind of take me back to how you actually got into music, um, you know, what gave you that love of, you know, music, gospel music at that and <laughs> you know, wanting to, you know, you know, move forward with that. Right. Well, uh, I, I guess I'll go back to almost birth. Uh, both my mother and father were professional gospel singers who traveled all over the country. Uh, my father was a household name well before my mother was. Uh, my father, in fact, was supposed to sign with Malico Record. He did an interview with Malico right before James Brown did. Okay. And uh, they were about to sign my father, but he had to come back home to see about his mother. And he walked away from the deal. And he and James Brown came in later and, and got the deal. Uh, but I've been around music all my life. Uh, at the tender age of five, uh, I started realizing I could sing a little bit. And uh, both my mother and father, like I said, sang. My w- mother traveled all over. But my mother had heard me singing, and she was like, okay, do what you just did again. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and she said, do it one more time. And I did it, and to be sure, she asked me to do it the third time. Right. And when I sang, she was like, okay, you got it you have what it takes. So that kind of was the birthing of the gift of me even realizing it. I think my mother validated and confirmed that, Hey, you can sing and we want you to 
kind of use that gift, you know, to give glory to God, because that's what it's all about to us. So it kind of started back there. And I started traveling with my, my father and mother all the way up until I was in, in college. So singing okay. uh, in bands and singing all across the country with a lot of different quartet groups was what I was birthed in, along with the church. My mother and father were uh, pastors of a church. So that kind of forced me into it, if you will. What 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 was it like in that time, you know, obviously starting at five and yeah. coming up in music? Um, a, a lot of hard work, you know, obviously mm-hmm. for a five-year-old and not even just being five, but kind of through your entire childhood and, you know, your adolescent years, you were working like it's, it's work. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a natural act. Uh, we would we would sing in the garage. We sing in the closets. Uh, if we would mess up, my mother and father would make us sing in a closet. Uh, they would say, OK, you didn't sing that right. So you need to get in the closet and sing it. So we were we were trained in it. It was almost like a high profile athlete. You know, a lot of the things that they go through uh, and suffer through in order to be on the screen and become champions. Uh, we don't understand the suffering that it took to get there. So I did a lot of suffering. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was gratifying because you got a chance to be able to express the gift that you were given to help other people and to encourage and inspire somebody else. So I grew up in it and I love it. Like, like you know, as much as I love eating food, I love doing music and helping yeah. people. I think that's amazing, though. Um, what I guess, what do you remember most about it kind of growing up in Dallas? Like, like, you know, obviously being there in Dallas. Yeah, being in Dallas, it was, it was, uh, you know, I didn't know any other place at the time. But what it, what it was like was, see, I grew up in the projects, man. Uh, if you hear anything about it, it's called West Dallas Projects. It's probably one of the biggest project movements in that time. And we would actually set up bands and sing in the projects, man. And people will come from all over and listen to my mother and father and I would back them up. So it was, it was a greatly, it was a great experience for one. Uh, but growing up in Dallas, it was a whole bunch, a lot of talent. I don't think a lot of people know about how much talent is really in Dallas, uh, unexplored talent, even people that are singing now that are really, really good, but have never been, you know, discovered. So, was it More like that back in that time? Because I I know obviously right now it's a lot of people in Dallas, like like music wise. There's a or just yeah. entertainment wise, there's a lot of people yeah. in Dallas and Houston, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, in that time, yeah, it was a lot of talent, man. It was people getting reared up in music, much like myself, but a lot of them didn't get a chance to get discovered because they would stop and or they just only stay on a local level and didn't believe enough in themselves or weren't being pushed by somebody to expound on what it is that they really had, gifts that they had. So, yeah, I've been seeing greatly talented people for all of my life here in Dallas. Yeah. Like, how how did you end up kind of in the same space as, you know, people like the staple singers? And, um, like, you know, obviously the, the number of people that you had the opportunity to kind of tour with and open up and... Like that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I wrote I wrote my mother and father's coattail, if you will. Uh, <laughs> they were the they were they were driving a car. I just decided I would jump in and yeah. go along for the ride. So they gave me most of my experience, both my mother and father. And then the latter part of my father's career, uh, he passed almost seven years ago. The latter part of his career, uh, which was about two thousand. 
four, five, um, he began touring again. So we got a chance to be exposed to even more household names. Uh, ZZ Tops, uh, I actually sang with Lou Rawls. Uh, we did the Austin City Limits. If you ever heard of it, it's a huge deal. We've, we've done a lot of things, man. So to answer your question, I arrived at that mostly by being around my mother and father and helping them on stage and background singing for them and managing things of that nature. What what was that like touring with your father, like, you know, around that time, 2003, 2004, 2005, as opposed to when you were a child? Like, what do you feel like you learned throughout your entire career that kind of made it more surreal for you or, or, you know, made it more of an enjoyable time, you know, as you were older? Yeah, see, my father, I didn't get a chance to say this. My father laid his career down in the 80s. Uh, and then he helped my mother get her career started. And then he had always been telling me, man, I wish I could I could do it again. And my father got a call from some people in Austin who had discovered him. And he began to do music and brought me along the ride with him. And it was more like I was living my father's dream for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let him see his career, uh, be able to not only be uh, a national group, but an international. He started dra- traveling all over the world. Aust- I mean, uh, um, Australia. We went to Switzerland. We went to Paris. Went to several different places. So at that time, I was like really trying to let him see his his dream come true. Right. But in in doing that, it gave me more chops, if you will, to right. know how to do it for myself. Right. And it taught me that, you know, this is not just a ride that you're on with your mother and father anymore. Right. Now it's time for you, Cedric, to ex- to see what, what your career can become after having had this ride for so long. I think that's amazing, man. So, like, fast forward in 2018, why, why did you create the band? Like, kind of talk to why you decided to go that route. You know, obviously, I've been-, been in this for so long and... Yeah, I had been writing. Um, I had been writing for myself since the '90s. Uh, I say '92. I started writing, and I have an anthology of over a hundred songs of which nobody has heard. And I, I started back. I wanted to start my back my father's group, but then again, I had, it came to me, Cedric. It's time for you to not be selfish. And it's time for you to do it for yourself. You've heard people tell you all these years how talented you are. Why not believe in yourself? And some people find that, that that to be true. They can believe in somebody else's dream for so long, but they'll yeah. never believe in it for themselves. Right, and right, I right. the real, realization that, hey, bro, it's about you now. You've right. been selfishless all your life. Now it's time to be a little selfish and let people hear what God has done for you. Let people hear your sound. So I was able to fuse and merge some of the things that my mother and father did over the years and and here it here recently I decided in 2018, I think that's when it was, right. that hey man, you might as well jump and, 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 and jump off the building, if you will, leap and, and right. fly on your own. So yes. where I'm at now, I'm just like, man, you know what? I'm not looking back. I have all this experience, I have all these songs in my anthology, and I, it's time for people to hear what I have to present. Right. Now yeah. talk about you know, the, the the time and process of the last four years, you know, obviously of said West band, especially when you consider two years of the pandemic, uh, you, know, mm. you know, which is really intermixed in there. Um, 
how has even that affected you know you moving forward with the band and you guys getting music out here which obviously you have your new single so we'll yeah. a little bit but yeah. um, how has that really affected your process over the last four years to be honest with you man it gave me a greater sense of urgency it made me realize how how short life really is mm-hmm. it, gave me that 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 term that I heard in, in high school, carpe diem, seize the day. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got to a point where it was like, you know what, bro, you don't have all this time as you think as you think that you do. But what you need to do is look at this as what greater time to do it than now, when people have a greater sense of consciousness, when social media and media social media platforms are available to help people hear what you have to say, and I feel like songs that I write most anybody could understand, gravitate to, and be galvanized by. So uh, these past four years has taught me, you know what, you better take advantage of the opportunity right. that you have. Don't right. wait another day before you start saying, I want to get started. Mm-hmm. I think we all I think we all go through that period where we kind of, you know, put things off, um, you know, especially with our careers and our dreams. And, you know, like you said, a lot of times we don't, necessarily believe in ours as much as we believe in somebody else's so that's good like mm-hmm. that's a good message you know obviously for everybody to really push yeah. their dreams. and then you know with this pandemic going on just like you and you're not the first person that told me that it really gave them a sense of urgency like you know the yeah. time is not waiting on nobody um, that's right i think i think it's definitely good um so your your new single dream on tell me about that well, Dream On was derived from me having read um, the, the I Have a Dream speech. Um, and I wanted to write something that took down the walls of, of, of if you will, the social and cultural divide that we have mm-hmm. in, uh, and throughout the world. And I felt like, you know, we, we've had great people like Martin Luther King who taught us, you know, that one day, you know, every ethnicity, every culture, every uh, demographic, every economic uh, platform and or people who have money. Uh, in one day, we're going to all come together. We're all going to have to be one people. We're all going to have to learn how to respect and love one another. And I felt like Dream On was my opportunity to say, you know what, I'm proud to be a black man, mm-hmm. but I'm more proud to say that I have Caucasian friends, I have Indian friends, I have Oriental friends, I have Mexican friends, and I love all of them. And I feel like the only way we're going to erase racism is that we love each other. I think love is the only thing that will erase the hate that has gone on in this country. So I felt like putting Dream On in the song was kind of a capsule that we all need to take in and let it do what it needs to do with us internally and give us some heart checks and tell us about, hey, Man, we'll never be able to do this thing if we don't do it together. Definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, you're fusing so many different genres together. I mean, I I, I would say funk, R&B, soul, um, gospel, obviously. Um, yeah. Why? And I, I think it's amazing. But but why? The reason why is because that, that those are plates that I ate off of. Okay. Uh, you know, these are things that, you know, as an artist, I think we all have to be evolving. Uh, and also learning from different genres of music in order to find our sound. And I sang R&B when I was young. 
I sang quartet. I sang classical music. My father did gospel funk. Uh, all of these things are kind of some of the things that I was taught by and I learned from. And it's like a tool that I put in my toolbox. And now it's become one with me. So I, hence the word fusion. These things have been fused in me because of the, the music and the genres of which I have actually sang in. Okay. What, what are your goals for the band? You know, obviously this new single is out there. So what kind of is next? What are, what are your goals, you know, throughout 2022? Man, we want to go places nobody else will. Uh, we want to bring music to places that people can't even afford it. You know, I, I see a lot of great artists who, who and nothing against them. Uh, some people have to pay two, three hundred, four, five hundred thousand dollars just to come and see them perform. Mm -hmm. We actually want to bring music to people and we want to make it affordable and we want people to enjoy it. We want people to experience what it is to be around a band who loves them, who wants to encourage them. And to let them know that everything that you've encountered in your life is for a reason. And we're coming in here at with, with the sound of love. You know, in the 70s, it was all about love, man. And yeah, yeah. that's what I was talking about. I kind of want to bring back some of that 70s sound, some of that sound that galvanized people. And there goes that word again, galvanized. Yeah, I want to galvanize people, let them know, hey, man, let's have fun with this. It's not all about the money. It's not about fame. But it's about us. How can we enjoy each other through music and, and hopefully build relationships as a result? I think that's amazing, man. Um, I think that's like like love. Love is the answer to it all. So, yeah, um, I, I really love what you're doing. I think it's great. Um, and, it, and, and it is kind of a steady fusion of, you know, all those different genres of music and kind of pulling in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and. Like, I think it's really good. And it's weird because I'm, I turned 45 this year. So I'm actually into a lot of like the 70s music and whatnot now, <laughs> the 70s music and the 80s music. Yeah. I think it's really yeah. cool though, man. And it's, it's educating our kids too, just on the music that obviously came before, you know, this generation yeah. and, and before them and whatnot. And it's helping them or putting them in a place where they can really learn about the music that came before them. Um, yeah. I can honestly say that my son is like he he picks up on a lot of kind of the older music and the uh, you know mm -hmm. music of the past and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. But we kind of have music running all through the family and uh, musicians and whatnot. So he, right. he's definitely like music has been my thing. Music is his thing. Um, so he listens. He you know does listen to a lot of music though. Um, yeah, I know that he would definitely love this too. Um, he didn't get a chance to hear it. He stays with his mom. So um, I've been you Got know. Here house listening to it but um i know that he definitely would love it though um so dream on is out there um what kind of are the plans you know obviously album wise uh more singles and that sort of thing yeah um with dream on we, we're gonna try to run it through as much marketing as we can to get the message out there i've been i've been kind of talking to some people who I trust, you know, kind of like uh, what they did uh, back in the day in Motown. They would have a single or a song and they tell people to listen to it and tell me, if, if, if would you buy dinner or would you buy this song after right. having listened? Right. And uh, most of the people have been telling me I will buy this song. Right. And some people have been hearing it as movie soundtracks. I've been introduced to some people who are doing a movie now who are looking at, at actually putting this song in a movie. Uh, so, that's kind of what Dream On is doing. 
but I can't wait for people to hear the next single. Uh, I'm, 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 it's a toss up, and I'm juggling between what song I want to do next. That's that's uh, because, you know you got something good when 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 yeah, you got- man. yeah man I, I've been talking to some producers I'm putting each one of them on the phone with me so we can think it through I've been praying about it so I don't know which song is coming out next but I I think Dream On is definitely a song that will let everybody know hey man it's cool to listen to this guy's music because yeah. his message is positive his message is one that we can listen to. But the other songs that we're going to be doing are going to be much like that. And some of them are just going to drive at your heart and also bring a, a form of conviction in terms of, hey, man, what are you choosing in life? What do you really want to do with yourself? Are you just laying around saying, hey, things are going to happen or are you going to put in the work? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. But uh, I think that with the, all the songs that I'm doing, it's going to really put together a buffet of music that everybody can enjoy, man. OK, Um for people that, you know, obviously want to get to know more about you, get to know more about the band and then your past as well. And, and um, you know, everything that came before said West and the PK band, where can they pull you up at? Um, be that website, social media. Right now, um, my my uh, my 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 handle is said West in the PK band on all of my platforms. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, my e- email address is said West in the PK band at gmail.com. Everything is pretty much consistent. Uh, I'm, I'm on YouTube at said West in the PK band. And so you can up all of those music too. I went on and downloaded. So I, <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, I, I think, I think that's dope, man. Um, Thanks, I bro. really like, I really like what I hear, man. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, we don't have to say that you have a future. I mean, obviously you've been in this and you've been in this your whole life. So, I mean, we know, that you're going to be out here. But I think that it's amazing, though. Um, I just love music. So I like being able to hear, you know, the different forms of music and how it all blends together and whatnot and pulling in the past and merging it with, you know, what's out there now. I think that's the way our kids are learning, you know, good music um, and what comes before them and, you know, to, to really pay those respects to the people that came before them. So I think it's amazing. Absolutely, man. I think that, you know, if, if we're ever going to continue whatever we're doing, be it music, be it a business, whatever you may be doing, uh, if you're not touching the hearts of kids, whatever you're doing, it's going to die eventually. Oh, for sure. And, you know, in the, in the 70s and 80s, they wrote timeless music of which we use hooks on all the time. A lot of people don't know that even at that Super Bowl this past weekend, those were hooks from the 70s, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Ray uses hooks from the seventies. Exactly, exactly. I've used hooks from the seventies. Yeah, and I mean, if you, um, I mean, you know, even it's even taking it back, you know, to to Snoop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you look at his first album, I mean, a lot of that was the dramatics, and you yep. know, the you know, the, the people that came before him. So yep. I think it's good, man. Um, I I can appreciate, you know, obviously people like him, but then people like you as well. Yep. Um, you know, who keep this going. Yeah. Um, yeah, who definitely keep it going. Um, any type of, I want to say, like anything that you really wanted to get out with the conversation today, any kind of... Yeah, man, uh, we, we didn't never say this because this is kind of how I am. I put the walls down, uh, and I feel like you use as much bait as you can to reel people in. Right. Uh, a lot of people don't know I'm a pastor, man. And, uh, and being a pastor, I think that traditionally we look a certain way. We talk a certain way. Right. Uh, and that was good. And I never, never come against anything that they did before me uh, because I'm a, I'm actually 
uh, a child of the past, but I've learned that in order to touch those that are in the present and in the future, you got to kind of learn how to blend in a little bit, still get the message out, still tell the kids the truth, but at the same time, take down the walls so that people who have a bad taste in their mouth about the church and pastors, right. they may come back and say, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to give this another chance because we were so religious and so dogmatic and, uh, and we had so many rituals that most of these kids can't live up to and nor can we. At the end of the day, we're all human trying to fight the good fight, man. And I just wanted to let everybody know, hey, man, be encouraged. It's going to be all right. Uh, there, there, there's a new brand of preacher that's out here now who's actually trying to reach as many people as they can without telling you that you're such a sick person that God can't help you and meet you where you are. And I, I love that. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because it's funny. Tangi and I talked about that actually maybe about 20 minutes before, before you and I got on. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that's amazing because you're breaking that stereotype. Um, yeah. you know, there, there obviously is a vicious stereotype that, you know, pastors and preachers are a certain way. Yeah. You know, that you can't really like, even when it comes down to us talking about the music, um, yeah. and you know, the music that you came up on and the music <laughs> that you're putting, putting out there. And like a, a lot of times people don't really have that comfort level of speaking about that with a pastor or with a preacher. So yeah. I, I think it's good because you're definitely like hands down, you're breaking that stereotype and yeah. kids need to be able to hear from, you know, pastors like yourself that can actually relate to them and the things that they have going on. Like that's, that's really a lot of the problem with a lot yeah. of kids is they feel like they can't relate to, you know, the pastors and the preachers and whatnot. So I, yeah. like I said, you're, you're breaking those stereotypes and that's what makes you, yeah. that's, that's what makes you who you are, man. So I, I think that's definitely amazing. Man, I thank you, man. And, and it's, it's an attribution to uh, how I was raised, but it's also what I've learned down through the years, man. I grew up in Dallas, went to school at Marysville, California, graduated from University of Idaho in Moscow, where there were only a few black people. Uh, and the only black people that were there were football players, which what I was at that time. But in my travels, man, I found some of the most beautiful, beautiful people in the world uh, who didn't look like me. And I learned to be able to blend in as opposed to standing out um, taking the back seat instead of trying to go to the front and letting people know who I am just by being in that room with them. And I learned that a lot of the youth, man, much like myself and, you know, in church, I got burned by a lot of situations, but I learned that a lot of times the people that were in the church were just too, too dogmatic, man. They were just too, too, um, too holier than thou, if you will. Yeah. Love them all. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah, each I, and every. I, but uh, and I feel a lot of church here than thou, and yeah. you know, kind of hypocritical, just because. Yeah. Like we all go through stuff, man. Like nobody, yeah. nobody's perfect. So you know, the yeah. the very stuff that you know a lot of people get judged on. You know, a lot of these people yeah. they're they're falling victim to a lot of that stuff too. So yeah, man. you can't look down on people, man. We all go through mm -hmm. stuff, and we all need help. We yeah. all need love. We all need encouragement. And yes. I, I think this is good. Yeah, man. So that's where, uh, where I'm at. It's just, you know, I, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm reachable and that that people can understand that, hey, man, he's a, he's a normal man just like me. Right. And uh, he's judged me before he gives me a chance to prove who I am to him. 
right. and vice versa. You know, I got to prove myself to people just like they have to prove themselves to me. Exactly. You know, everybody starts out with an A. And if you keep that A, that's on you. But if you end up with an F, it'll be because you decided to get that F. Right. right. <laughs> hey, I'm still going to love you even if you got an F, man. Mm-hmm. So that's how. Okay. Thank you so much, man. I think that this was awesome. Like, will you be – um? I know, obviously, the pandemic is still going on, but what about, like, touring and shows and that sort of thing? Those things we're putting together right now, man. Uh, I'm at, We're trying to do shows whereby it doesn't make a difference about the pandemic. If we can sh- give a show to somebody and they just hear us on, on, somebody's, on somebody's field singing on social media, we want to make sure that we, we don't let anything stop us moving forward because at the end of the day, people need to be encouraged. And music is the, the common denominator yeah. to life, period. Yeah, most, most definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I, I really, really ap- appreciate this. Um, I definitely want to do this again as you do more and, you know, get more singles and whatnot out there. I think this is really good. I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Oh, and God, you for giving me this platform. You and like you said, to working with you in the, in the very new fe- near future. Yeah. I definitely look forward to it, man. You have a good night. You too. Take All care. Right.